think deeper and then come evolve and then come his legacy. And one of the things that is encountering the person uh, or the presence of God is one thing, but getting to know who he is is a whole different level. And that's what Thursdays are about. So if you're ready to get know, to know Jesus just a little better, get ready and let's give it up for Anthony as he's bringing the nugget today. Thank you, Pastor. The nugget. I'm bringing the nugget. I was just staring at that picture. This has nothing to do with my message, but I just noticed the zebra standing behind POG. I'm not sure what that means, but um, this church is wild. It's wild. Wild. So um, today we will be discussing, um, I'm going to jump right into it. Um, I have a lot of information that I want to share with you to, tonight. And today we'll be discussing how remaining slash persistence being consistent slash staying the same is underrated it's underrated see so many people get caught up in, in the new thing like what's trending now like what's the new hot thing to do what's the next big thing that we we kind of never are able to get into our zone so to speak which brings me to my first slide, which is my title slide. Title slide. Title slide. Zulma, <clears throat> you're not in the right zone, Zulma. <laughs> um, so obviously my message is it's gonna be called in the zone, hashtag staying consistent. I'm trying to be like Phil with all the hashtags. They said stop, Phil. They're saying stop. <sighs> Terrible. <laughs> so, wow, I lost my train of thought. So today I'm going to be very practical. <clears throat> We're going to be very practical. We're going to be diving into few points in scripture and we'll be learning how to find thank you for the large bottle of water how to find um, our zone and how to not not only how to find our zone how to stay in it once we do find it All right but in order to do that we're gonna need to have consistency it requires consistency see frequency and consistency is the key to sustaining your zone. I'm going to say that again. Frequency and consistency is the key to sustaining your zone. Turn with me, if you will, to John 15. Just realized I said turn with, you, with me, and half of you are using your Bible app. So scroll with me, if you will, to John 15. John 15. So here Jesus is just hours away from being crucified and he's, he's sharing with his disciples some of his very last words. Now, now how many know that <clears throat> someone's very last words for the most part can hold the most weight, especially, especially if they know that this is their very last words. So Jesus knew very well that he would be leaving earth and he would be off to be, to be crucified and wanted his disciples to understand something. 
I believe he wanted to, his, 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 his disciples to understand the power of consistency. The power of consistency. So let's read. I am the, the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off his branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Keyword, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself and must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you, keyword, remain in me. So my first point is, for those of you taking notes, and if you're not taking notes, Zulma's in the back taking names. So during the week, you will be blasted. Hashtag. Hashtag. Put on blast. So my first point is the key to, someone said, that's right. The key to change is more consistency. The key to change is more consistency. <clears throat> this year, I believe, is going to be the year of consistency. And it's funny because going into this new year, uh, I was praying and I was asking God, like, God, what is it that you want me to key in on? going into this new year and god gave me three words three words one was focus the second was consistency and third was remain first focus two consistency third remain and you're going to see how that ties into the to the message a little later on but we've been talking about consistency now in order for me to get you to understand exactly what it is i'm talking about I want to mention what I'm not talking about. So I'm going to go over some bad forms of consistency. The first one is stagnant consistency. And this, is, this type of consistency is one where we don't change anything in our lives because we settle for comfort even if it's not profitable. Even if it's not profitable. We don't want this type of consistency. The second one is stupid consistency. <laughs> stupid consistency. And this is where we keep doing the same stupid thing over and over and over that's hurting ourselves, touching that hot stove over and over, not changing anything. And what happens is to some and to many believe that this is the definition of insanity when you keep doing something over and over that's not working expecting a different result. Tell your, tell your neighbor, don't be stupid consistent. Come on, Phil, please, don't be consistent. Don't be stupid. So we repeat these habits you saw, your, maybe you saw your parents do, and never question, well, is this the right way to live? Well, my mom and dad did it. That's cool and all, but what, what, what happens when you start repeating it and now you pass it down your, to your kids? That's just plain old, you guys are with me. You guys are with me. So we don't want this type of consistency. The third one, <clears throat> stubborn consistency. Stubborn consistency. And this is one that says, well, I was just, I was just born this way. I, I, I'm just like this. This is just who I am. This is what I do. It's what I do. And we use all these excuses for the sake of transparency. And while we're on the topic of transparency, I, I just want to get this simple point across. Like, I'm all for transparency, but what happens is, is, is <clears throat> year after year, if I'm, I'm coming 
and I'm re-evaluating re myself and I'm saying, oh, well, I'm still struggling with this. And the next year, I'm still struggling with this. And the next year, I'm still struggling with this. And every year, all I'm saying is, well, I'm being transparent, God. You've been complacent. You haven't changed. There's a problem. There's a problem. Last but not least is scared consistency. And this one is simply where we circle the same mountain for 40 years, then go in, then, I'm sorry, then to go in and take on a new challenge. We're circling the same thing because we're just afraid of change. We don't, we, we like the routine. We're afraid to change. We got to be consistent. But these are not the consistency types I'm talking about. The form of consistency I am talking about is a sacred consistency. A sacred consistency. See, I believe the terms staying the same and remaining in something has grown to have a bad rep, right? What happens is, is we start digging these wells in our lives, right? We're digging these wells. Then we stop, we go to a new spot, and we start digging this another well. Then we stop and go to another spot, and we dig another well. And what happens is, is that what we don't realize, we're, we're pulling ourselves, we're uprooting ourselves from one situation just to put ourselves in another situation just to do the same old thing. And this vicious cycle starts to happen all for the sake of, well, we've grown impatient. We've grown impatient. Well, I went to the gym for two weeks and I didn't see results. I played guitar for two days and I don't sound like Serge. I went to, I went to that church for, for two weeks and it didn't work out. Well, maybe you didn't work it out. I'm gonna leave that one right there because I wanna leave here alive. I wanna leave here alive. Rigo, start the car. We have to realize that the, the, the faith to step into something is worthless and useless without the faith to stick it out. I'm gonna say it again. The faith to step into a situation is useless and worthless without the faith to stick it out. You ever heard the term, the grass is always greener where you water it? Hashtag Shanti. I got that from Shanti. I'll pay you later. Royalties. <laughs> Write this down. This is my next point. <clears throat> if you ignore the persistence and repetition, you'll miss the miraculous. If you ignore the persistence and repetition, you'll miss the the miraculous. It's funny because on Sundays, uh, we're usually here early with the team just preparing for the service. And George walks in. This guy's fired up at 8 o'clock in the morning. It's amazing. We're all like this. And this guy's like, yo, dude. Right? And he shares with us what he's about to preach that Sunday morning. And it's funny. Like, he'll blow me away with something. But then as he's preaching it, I'm getting something completely different. Why? Because I'm looking at it as what can I get out of it this time? I'm not just saying, well, well, George already told me this story, so I'm, you know, it's, it's the same old, same old. No, it's, it's I'm looking at it with a different perspective, trying to get something new out of it the second time. We have to change our perspective. We have to change our perspective. Our perception should always be, what can I get this time? So going back to that scripture, um, Jesus 
Jesus says, when, when, when you think about your relationship with me, when you want to get into your zone, think of me as a vine. Think of me as a vine. He says, what, what's in the ground, what's, what's in the ground is me, and what's coming out of the ground is you. If you stay connected to me, you'll bear fruit. You'll find your zone. Now watch this. Let's go, let's go back to verse 1, right? It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. A lot of times we read that, that verse and we say, I am the true vine, and my father is the genie. Like if the first time you try something, it's just going to pop out of the lamp. Hmm. Jesus, Jesus is saying here, you can't skip the process. You can't skip the process. If you're hoping for change, if you want to get into your zone, think of God as a gardener. Think of God as a gardener. The funny thing is, is the disciples had this perception of Jesus that he was going to come down. He's going to do away with all injustice. He's going to make the wrong right. And Jesus is saying, you know what, I, I, I'm going to do that, but I'm not going to do it the way you think I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it my own way. I'm going to go, I'm going to give my life on a cross and die for you. That's how I'm going to do it. That's how I'm going to do it. So God is saying here, embrace the process. Embrace the process. See, finding your zone doesn't necessarily mean starting something new. It could very mean, very well mean, Continue what God has already started. Continue what God has already started. See, you can't, my next point, you can't admire the results unless you admire the routine that produces the results. You can't admire the results unless you admire the routine that produces the, result, the, the results. For those that know me, like, I'm, I've become this... This guy that I don't miss the gym at all. Like, it's almost, it's pretty much an addiction. It's bad. It's bad. But I won't miss it unless I'm pretty much dying. And the thing is, is like, I treat church the same way. I treat, I treat ministry the same way. Why? Because I don't view church ministry as a hobby. I view church ministry as a lifestyle. This is not something I want to do. It's something I need to do. Right? So fitness, if you think of fitness, fitness has less to do with the gym and more to do with your daily habits, right? So you ask yourself these questions like, all right, so Serge, what are you eating? You eat everything. <laughs> what, what, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, give me a hug. He always gets picked on, poor guy. What are you eating, right? So we have to change what we eat, right? How are we eating? It's no longer about big portions. It's more about smaller portions, right? What time is our last meal? It's all about discipline. We have to become disciplined, right? So fitness is a lifestyle. It's not a hobby. You want to know why people in the beginning of the year join the gym for three weeks and never, you see, never see them again? They viewed fitness as a hobby. They looked and they were focused on the result and they didn't embrace the process didn't embrace the process that gives them the result same applies for ministry 
The reason why people burn out in ministry, the reason why people leave church, they didn't embrace the process. Didn't embrace the process. See, my job as one of the worship leaders here, George's job as, as the pastor, Phil, uh, Lisa, whoever hits this stage, their job has less to do with the stage and more to do with the preparation going into the stage. The stage is the easy part. The stage is the easy part. Anybody can get up on that stage and grab a mic. That's the easy part. The preparation behind it, the daily habits behind it, the character behind it is the hard part. It's the hard part. How many here know who Odell Beckham is? Wow, one person. George is okay. Pastor George is okay. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> Odell Beckham is a wide receiver for the Giants, right? He's a wide receiver, receiver for the Giants. He, he made this year probably what most analysts believe to be one of the greatest catches in history. George, you know what I'm talking about? Check this out. Check this out. He catches it with one arm, three fingers. Check this out. But they're going to show another angle. Pass interference catches the ball with one hand. One hand. One hand. Now some, to some, might say, well, that was lucky. That was lucky. Well, that person is successful because they're lucky. That person in life is blessed because they're lucky. Let me say this. It only looks lucky. You don't get blessed over a lifetime by one lucky moment. That doesn't happen. I'm sorry. Doesn't happen. Now watch this. This is the next video. And it's just funny because they caught this before the game that he was practicing this very same catch. The same exact way he was practicing this very same catch with one hand. Now I guarantee you can okay. now I guarantee right he would have had probably 50 to 75 percent less of a chance to catch that ball if there was wasn't any preparation if there was any consistency if there wasn't any discipline to say you know what I'm gonna go practice that until I got my result reminds me of the story of Joshua and I'm I'm bringing this to a close bringing it to, to a close <clears throat> the story of Joshua if you think of Joshua, Joshua was given a command from God and, and, and didn't make any it, it didn't make any type of sense. He's leading God's people into the promised land for 40 years. They were at the same place waiting for this opportunity, right? The first day they get there, they're marching, looking at the city of Jericho. The city had big walls, but, but the city wasn't big at all. And let me say this. Sometimes our situation isn't big. We're just looking at it the wrong way. It's just the walls that are big, but if you look at it from a different perspective, if you look at it, well, my God is bigger. Situation changes. Situation changes. So this is the first, the first city to promise to the promised land. If they get through this, they get through all of Canaan. Sometimes it's the first step that's the hardest. The very first step that's the hardest. When it comes to writing, Ask Serge. When it comes to writing, right, Serge? Sometimes starting something is the hardest. Sometimes getting your first 
line is the hardest. Sometimes in fitness, sometimes just waking up is the hardest. Forget the gym. The waking up in the, at 4 a.m. in the morning is the hardest. Sometimes eating right, the first, your first right meal is the hardest. Right? But once you're in your zone, you're good. Once you're in your zone, you're good. So God says to Joshua, I, I, I want you to march around the walls for six days. So, so now watch the instruction. Watch. March around the walls for six days. So this, and, and, and start walk, they, they, they started walking around the walls the first day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, right? And on the seventh day, I want you to walk around the, 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 the walls seven times and the walls are going to come down. The walls are going to come down and you'll take the city. So the Bible says that Joshua obeyed. And to me, out of this whole story, that was one of the most key things that stuck out to me. Why? Why? Because obedience is, I'm sorry, the, oh, the key here is obedience. It's not the re re revelation. It's the response to the revelation that determines the size of your blessing. It's your response to God's call that determines whether you get your result. So the Bible says Joshua obeyed. So Joshua obeyed, and they went and they started marching around these walls, right, for six days. Six representing, obviously, the number of men. And on the, on the seventh day, he, he marched seven times around the walls, seven representing God's number, a completion, the, the, the number of completion, and the walls came down. See, sometimes... God starts a work in our lives, and we're on the sixth day, and we're ready to quit. We're on the sixth day. It, we're, the blessing's right there. The result is about to come, but we're on the sixth day, and we're about to throw in the towel. We're about to throw in the towel. Today's message is it's, it's about finishing and completing what God has already started in you. If you get anything out of this message, take that with you. Take that with you. Now throw up this last verse. Last verse. This is Joshua 6, 15. Now watch. <clears throat> On the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. In the same manner. In the same manner. In the same discipline with the consistent manner except that day they circled the city seven times and guess what the walls came down they had consistency the same dedication they never stopped they remained they were focused so in closing as we cue up a, a, a song in closing you guys can stand to your feet <clears throat> and the lights can dim down a little. I believe there are some of you tonight that are facing Jericho and it's six, you're on your sixth day. You're on your sixth day and you're, you're, you came here tonight maybe and, and started saying, well, I'm not, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm just not. I'm not going to push anymore. Like why? Why try? Why try? And God's saying, stay consistent. God is saying, remain. God is saying, focus. Focus. I believe, I believe 
Your breakthrough is right around the corner. How far are you willing to go? How far are you willing to go? So as that first song plays, first song, well, not the first song yet. We're just going to give Ashley a little bit of time, a little bit of time. <laughs> but I, I do believe, I, be, I believe that tonight is going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to see chains break tonight. So I'm going to, as, as a matter of fact, I'm going to call up the leaders, some of the leaders. And if you need prayer tonight, this, this front area is always open. You guys know this. But if you need prayer tonight, these leaders are going to be here to pray for you. If you don't want prayer, just, just come up and worship with us. But tonight, I, I want to challenge you just to make a stand. Let's take a stand tonight and let's say, you know what, God? I'm not quitting. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just going to walk away. I'm going to finish what you started in me. I'm going to finish the race. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to complete what was started. Can we do that tonight? Can we do that tonight? Come on. Let's do it. You can raise the volume on that song. Oh.